Check one, two. How are we doing? One, two, three. One of the great things about music, there's a song for every mood. Right, Clint? Oh, yeah. Some songs are sweet and tender expressions of love. Others are darker reflections on loss and heartbreak. And some are ones that tell the listener what to do. <laughs> you know, instructional songs. Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's, what is the today's question? Today's question is, what is the best instructional song of all time? That's the age-old question. This episode came straight from one of our listeners. Yes. Who wanted us to talk about songs that provide specific instructions. Songs like 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. And The Gambler. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. We love this idea. Love it. A whole subcategory of songs that tell the listener what to do and how to do it. I think today's discussion is going to be really fun. Yes. Let's start with the two that our listener recommends. Love it. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. We've talked about this song before, specifically about the drum groove, which is one of the most iconic and recognizable drum parts of all time. Steve Gadd. Steve Gadd. Here's Steve Gadd talking to Rick Beato about 50 Ways. What made you come up with that drum groove? We were playing the whole song at the beginning, like with a backbeat, you know what I mean? This, this fell into place, it felt really, really good, okay? But the beginning, Phil and Paul thought they needed something. You know, there's a lot of time when they're, they're just going through stuff and talking. And when they were doing that, I would <clears throat> be in the room and constantly, you know, what I did between takes was I'd be practicing these little different patterns and how to, you know, how to play the hi-hat with the foot and hit it with the left hand after. Phil heard me practicing that stuff. And, I, you know, I probably put it into some kind of little groove and he said, why don't we try something like that for the verses? It's all about trying to come up with an agreement with everyone, you know right. what I mean? That was it. Lucky day for me. Wow. Legendary Lucky day. Lucky day for Paul, too. Lucky day for Paul. Here's Steve Gadd breaking down the groove. Oh, cool. I'll play the hi-hat part by itself. So he talks about, like, here's just the hi-hat. Yeah. And then yeah. he's like, here's where I add the snare. Yeah. And then the floor top. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing about the composition before we get to the lyrics. Just as he had done a few years earlier with American Tune, where he borrowed a melody from Bach, with this song, Paul was inspired to borrow the melody of a song from 1917 by the Danish composer Carl Nielsen, a song called Tit Er Jeg Glad. 
which translates to often I am happy, which I love because it feels like a very Danish thing to say. Often I, I am, am happy. happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> often I am happy. <laughs> Are you happy? Yes, often, often. I am, often I am yes. happy. Sorry to our Danish listeners. But let's talk about the lyrics. Yeah. Because after all, this is why the song inspired this entire episode, the instruction. Paul's narrator has a one-night affair with someone. And she is trying to convince him of all the ways that he can leave his partner and be with her. You can step out the back, you can hop on the bus, <laughs> you can drop off the key. <laughs> Paul Simon told Rolling Stone magazine in 1975, I woke up one morning in my apartment on Central Park and the opening words just popped into my head. The problem is all inside your head, she said to me, and I was off and running. The problem is all inside your head, she said to me. It's a great opening line. Great opening line. And very percussive in the way that Paul Simon's lyrics can be sometimes. They're not only good lyrics, there's a musicality and sure. a percussiveness to them. The problem is all inside your head, she said to me. Yep. Before we leave the song, I want to share a really good tongue-in-cheek criticism of this song from McSweeney's.net, written by Ryan Harrison. It's called An Open Letter to Paul Simon on his misleading song, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Dear Mr. Simon, let me begin by saying that I'm generally a fan of your work. I'm a guitar player and songwriter myself, and I've even committed to learning a few of your songs on guitar, primarily the boxer. So I was more than a little disappointed to recently come across your song, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Make no mistake, musically, I think it's quite pleasant. My issue is that the song promises 50 ways to leave your lover, and by my count, there are only five. That's no small discrepancy. It's a great pet peeve of mine to be promised something and be given something totally different or insufficient. For example, the movie Train Spotting. They're not looking for trains. They're trying to get drugs. Or when I get that Ginsu knife because I saw it cut through shoes and then it didn't make it halfway through mine. <laughs> I may not be as celebrated a songwriter as you, but I can tell you this. My song makes good on their titles. Rufus the Dog is not some misleading title to get you to listen to a song about a cat or a llama or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. It's about a dog. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, but you said 50 right in the title, not to mention in the song itself six times in my count, and then proceed to only give us five. And then, he, and then he goes on to say, I'll just throw a few off the top of my head. Get on a bike, Ike. Get in the car, Mar. Look for a train, Rain. Climb in the chopper, Hopper. Hop on a ferry, Barry. Anyway. He's this, nitpicking, isn't he? <laughs> so that's 10. This guy goes on to provide 40 more. No, are you serious? <laughs> Wow. Uh, we should somehow find a way to link this article because I just read quite a bit of it, but it goes on and on, and it's very, very funny. That is hilarious. Now, I do believe that he said there must be 50 ways. Right. He's giving you a few. There must be 50, though. Right. I'm not going to tell you all Right. This. In his defense, he didn't say, here's the 50 ways to leave your lover. What he's implying <laughs> is, I'll give you a few. I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple. You, you <laughs> create the other 45. <laughs> All right, let's go to the second song that our listener suggested, The Gambler. 
Now, of course, we've talked about this song on our greatest sing-along episode. Obviously, the instruction here is what? You got to know when to hold them. Yep. You got to know when to fold them. Yes. You got to know when to walk away. That's correct. And you got to know when to run. And you never... You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. I mean, that's and, such good advice, too. And it's too. good advice. Real good advice. I was recently at a show, The Sweet Remains. My son Winslow was the merch guy. And I came up to the merch table at the end of the show, and he sort of handed me the money, and he was sort of counting through it. And I was like, Winslow, you never count your money when you're sitting at the table. <laughs> I was like, there you go. There you go. He's right. He's right. So Don Schlitz wrote this song. Hmm. And, of course, Kenny Rogers made it famous. It was a hit, a number one hit, in November 1978. Don Schlitz told Casey Kasem in February 1979 that the song just came through him. He said, something more than me wrote that song. I'm convinced of that. I really had no idea where the song was coming from. There was something going through my head, which was just my father. It was just a song and somehow filtered through me inspired by and probably a gift from my late father. Wow. On a warm summer's evening On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness To boredom overtook us And he began Don Schlitz wrote some other great songs. Some of my favorites. Forever and ever, amen. Oh, really? Randy Travis? Randy Travis. Oh, my. Oh, baby, I'm gonna love you forever. Forever and ever, amen. As long as old men sit and talk about the weather. As long as old women sit and talk about old men. And when you say nothing at all. Here's Alison Krauss and Union Station's version of it. You say it best when you say nothing at all. That's a good version. My angle was dance songs, meaning dance songs with instructional dance lyrics yeah. in the song. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how we do it. First one I'm going to talk about, the cha-cha slide. Uh -huh. The cha-cha slide... I'd never heard this song until 2006. I went to Jamaica with the band. We've talked about yeah. it. Yeah. And we would do the cha-cha slide every day at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock cha-cha slide, baby. Oh, yeah. Everybody clap your hands. Clap, 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 clap your hands. Clap, 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 clap your hands. All right, now, we're going to do the basic step to the left. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. Right foot, left stump. Left foot, left stump. Cha-cha, real smooth. Turn it out. Everybody who is hanging out at the resort onto the stage in this big line dancing group scenario, and we would all do the cha-cha slide. So this song is super near and dear to my heart. Just being pretty drunk at that point every day. And, you know, getting loose with all these college kids. It was super fun. Let's hear a bit. One hop this time. One hop this time. Right foot, two stumps. Left foot, two So the Cha-Cha Slide is a song by American artist Mr. C, the Slide Man, a.k.a. DJ Casper. 
It was released as a single in August 2000 and spent five weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, peaking at number three. So he originally wrote the song as a step aerobics routine for his nephew, hmm. who was teaching this class at Bally Total Fitness. But there was no song to it. He was just like, slide to the left, slide to the right, right? Doing the thing. Right. And then all of a sudden, this class starts blowing up. Like this guy starts getting a following at this gym. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I got to put this to music. My favorite part of this song is the cheesy, like Casio sounding drum bit. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. Five hops this time. Right that, for some reason, it sounds like when you were little. Did you ever have a Casio keyboard and yeah. it had the fake drums? Yeah. That, I swear, it's the same patch. It's like the same Casio keyboard patch. And it, it's, it's, it just creates a nostalgia in me, both from the, that sound yeah. and from, you know, the amount of times that I did the cha-cha slide. Yeah. Really, it's there's nothing to this song, nor is there anything to any of the songs I'm going to tell you about. Right. Because the whole thing is just instructions. It's right. just, here's how you do it. This is the dance. I guess that's fun. I mean, I love line dancing. Yes. Love line we dancing. We have talked about we this. We have. And, and line dancing is instructional, right? Like Completely. Take your partner by the hand, do si do around the room. <laughs> But generally, that's done by a like a guy up front, right? Not in the song, right? Right. Normally, there's just a song playing. But that's just because he's you're there and he's there, right? But like if if he wasn't, if he wasn't, they put to... on a record and you'd be like, all right, this one's called the Dosey Do <laughs> to the right, to the right, spin that girl around. Should we go back and forth? Love it. Dances. Yep. Go. All right. How about? Walk like an Egyptian. Walk like an Egyptian. I mean, that's an instructional, right? I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everybody knows what that means. Yeah. And she did and it in the video. Do. Yeah. People do. I do it. Yeah. I continue to Everyone, do it. Everyone, <laughs> we are doing it right now. <laughs> that's exactly right. Okay. Check this one out. Yeah. The Harlem Shuffle. Yeah, the Stones made it a huge hit. Yeah, in 1986, but it was a song recorded by Bob and Earl in 1963. The song was actually written in L.A. The story begins in the 50s when Bobby Day and Earl Nelson were members of the doo-wop group The Hollywood Flames. So Nelson sang lead on The Flames' 1958 hit "Buzz, Buzz, Buzz." That same year, Day had solo success with the song Rock and Robin. Remember oh, the song yeah. Rock and Robin? Yeah. Is that a whistle? It's a Did whistle. we mention one? Oh, that's a I whistle. I think that was a mention. <laughs> Quick side note about Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin at the Roller Dome that I used to go to as a child, like we would do uh, Rock and Robin as this event at the Roller Dome, whereby the first couple would start in the middle of the thing and all the boys were on one side all the girls were on the other side and so the boy and the girl would hold hands and dance and skate around the rink and then when the whistle blew the guy would go pick a girl out of the line and the girl would pick a guy as they were skating by so I had this deep crush on Marie Hamrick and I was in second grade and she was in eighth grade I think it was my first real like solid like I was infatuated crush with her and she picked me at the roller dome to rock and robin. She was an eighth grade, you were second. Yeah, yeah. I, she must have known I had a crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. probably writing notes like, that's my rock and robin story. Sorry. Wait, wait, what was her name? 
Marie Hamrick. Marie Hamrick. I've tried to find her. I can't find her anywhere. Isn't that funny? <laughs> like how every once in a while you'll think of someone from your past yeah. and you'll be like, I wonder what that person's yeah. doing. And you'll Google them or, yeah. you'll, or you'll look for them on Facebook yep. or whatever. One of them was a babysitter that I had when I was maybe 11, 10 or 11. And my sister and I really love this babysitter. My sister told me just a few days ago that she got a message on Facebook saying, is this Elizabeth Price from back in, you know, yeah. where we were? Because Francesca found her, found my wow. sister. Wow. So my sister and I both thought, I wonder what happened to Francesca. Huh. She was thinking about us and she found us. Okay. Marie, if you're out there. Marie. Marie Hamlick. <laughs> Hamrick. Hamrick. <laughs> Hit up the pod. So Keith Richards was the one who was really pushing this song for the Stones to do. Keith kept pushing Mick to put it on the Dirty Work album. Richards has said that it was the track that took five years and two takes to get Mick to sing it, which is hilarious. Pretty big hit for the Stones. So it was a good call, but give me how, another one. How about the twist, Chubby Checker? Yeah, what are the lyrics to that? Come on, baby, do, do the, the twist. twist. Come on, baby, let's do the twist. Come on, baby, let's do the twist. That's funny. <laughs> let's do the twist. Come on, baby, let's do the twist. Take me by my little hand and go like this. Hmm. Take me by my little hand. Did you have? Small hands? Small hands smell like cabbage. <laughs> Only two things scare me, and one is nuclear war. What's the other? Excuse me? What's the other thing that scares you? Carnies. What? Circus folk. Nomads, you know. Smell like cabbage. Small hands. Uh, I guess it's not... There's not a ton of instruction. It's just... <laughs> Come on, baby. Let's, Let's do, do the, the twist. twist. <laughs> and take me by my little hand. <laughs> That's good. All right, one more. This is... One more. Oh, we got a bunch more. <laughs> I, got, I got two more on the dance front. Okay. Okay, do the Bartman. Oh, yeah, do, Bartman. Do, oh, that was Do the big. Bartman. It was a huge thing. Big. 1990? Okay. I'm 16. I'm 14, turning oh, 15. Yeah. I was doing the Bartman because I was a Simpsons fan yeah. way back. So the story of this, do you know who produced the song, Do the Bartman? No. Michael Jackson produced Do the Bartman. Come on. And sang backup vocals on Do the Bartman. Because he was a huge Simpsons fan, and he reached out to the producers and said... Bart should have a song. He said, I am offering to write Bart a number one single and do the guest spot on the show. So he was on the show. He was on episode Stark Raving Dog, season three in 1991, under the pseudonym John J. Smith. So Michael Jackson was a huge Simpsons fan. Wow. Which kind of, it's a cartoon. It's, yeah. It's sort of like kid like. It's on brand. Yeah. Which is scary and something else. Another episode. Yo, hey, what's happening, dude? I'm a guy with a rep for being rude, terrorizing people wherever I go. It's not intentional, just keeping the flow. Oh, interesting fact about that tune. Do the Bartman spent nine weeks at number one on the Irish singles chart from January 24, 1991 to March 24, 1991. And only nine singles have ever managed a longer run at number one in that country. 
That's incredible. Ireland loves do the Bartman. <laughs> Ireland goes crazy for the Bartman. I just love that so much. How about the locomotion? Oh, yeah. There was a period of time in rock and roll where there was a lot of dance move songs. Yeah. Oldies. Like the mashed potato. Yeah. The monster mash. He did the, the monster, monster mash. It caught on in a flash. <laughs> it was a graveyard <laughs> smash. But the locomotion. Everybody's doing a, a brand new dance now. Come on, baby, do the locomotion. But here's the instructions. Yeah, it's like the third verse, right? Yeah. Let's make a chain. A chug-a-chug-a motion like a railroad train. There's never been a dance that's so easy to do. There's a few There's instructions. A, yeah. Now, you, you want to know about this? Yes, I do. The song was written by Carol King and her husband. Jerry Goffin. Yeah, yeah. he wrote, wrote hits. Yeah, the, the, guy the wrote two of them of, wrote a lot of hits. A lot of hits. Yeah, and this was one of them. Yeah. And they wrote it for somebody else. They wrote it for Dee Dee Sharp. She passed on the song. So you know who sang it? Little Eva? Little Eva. Who was their babysitter? Come on. Come on. She was the nanny for their kids. So she did the demo. And they just kept her because the other girl passed. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. But here's the other thing about that song. It was in the American top three, three times. So first was with Little Eva, 1962. The second one was by Grand Funk Railroad in 1988 by Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Top three hit. Three times. Three times. Thrice, as it were. Thrice. Yeah. Everybody's doing a brand dance now. It's also the second song to reach number one by two different musical acts in America. It's interesting. That is interesting. The song came before the dance. There was no dance when the song was originally written. When the song became a smash hit, Eva Boyd ended up having to create a dance to go along with the song. And it's not the locomotion. It's the loco-motion. Oh, like loco-crazy. Crazy motion. The crazy motion. The locomotion. But they didn't have the dance when they wrote the song about the dance. That's interesting. It's interesting. What's I'm the concerned? most famous dance instruction? Gotta be the hokey pokey. The hokey pokey. Gotta be the hokey pokey. You put one hand in, you put one hand out, you put one hand in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn around. That's what it's all about. Do you know anything about the hokey pokey? I think the earliest rendition was 1841 in 18... Scotland. In Scotland? Yep. The hokey pokey? Ah, except it's the hokey cokey. The hokey cokey? <laughs> We're not making any friends in no, Scotland. No, no. Love Scotland. Love Scotland. Um, but by the way, Ireland loves the Bartman. <laughs> Dude, the Bartman. So Ireland loves the Bartman. Right. Scotland loves the hokey cokey. <laughs> they love their group dances, apparently. Then I think it was like the early 40s that an American group recorded it. You put your right foot in, you put your right foot out, you put your right foot in, and you shake it all about. 
and you know there's slight changes. Yeah. But then somebody copyrighted it, this duo, and then they sold that copyright. Meanwhile, someone in Scotland's like, you can't copyright the hokey cookie. That's from God. At one point, it was a, a slight to the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's a reason, but there, yeah. I read that too, that it was like subversive. Scot- subversive from the Scottish people. Like they were like... Somehow instructional dance was... It was something about at mass where the... You put wine, your left hand in for, for the, the wafer. For the cookie. And you put your right hand in for the cookie. <laughs> We're going to get canceled. <laughs> anyway, of all the songs that instruct on dance moves... There's nothing that comes close to the No, I mean, it tells you exactly. Put your right hand in and you put your right hand out. That's, That's what, what it's all about. about. Right elbow. You put your right elbow in. You put your right elbow out. What's interesting is you mentioned line dancing. That could be a line dance, right? Yeah. You put your left foot in. Left foot Oh, we might be on to something. Yeah. Maybe we... Hey. Hey. All right. Let's move away from dances. Okay, please. Another subcategory of the instructional song, the advice song. Mm. Songs like You Can't Always Get What You Want, which was... Sneaky, profound advice. Oh, yeah. Ultimate advice. You can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes, sometimes. you find you get what you need. Oh. You can't always get what you want. Great lyric. It's a great lyric philosophically deep deep yeah. lyric yeah uh, here's another one daughters by john mayer so fathers be good to your daughters daughters will love like you do fathers be good to your daughters daughters will love like you do girls become lovers who turn into mothers so mothers be good to your daughters too that's also profound very profound so journey has a good one okay well it wasn't the greatest sing-along song of all time right. don't stop believing is great advice oh don't stop believing don't, don't stop, stop believing. believing that is great advice don't stop believing Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, if you're going to give someone instructions, those are good instructions. Yeah. What about Simple Man by <laughs> Leonard Skinner? Be a simple and be a simple kind, kind of, man. of man. Let me see. What are the lyrics? Mama told me when I was young, come sit beside me, my only son, and listen closely to what I say. And if you do this, it'll help you some sunny day. Take your time. Don't live too fast. Troubles will come and they will pass. And be a simple kind of man. Be something you love and understand. Mama told me when I was young, who sat beside me, my only son.
Good advice, Mama. It really is. I, I play this song as a mother-son dance at weddings sometimes. And I'm always like moved because it is really nice. It's mm. it's like not the uh, the the cheesy what a wonderful world or, you know like there, there's like some edge to this too and it also gets pretty rocking which I like. I find it funny that actually that people request that as a right mother son dance. Yeah. but it's 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 good advice. James Taylor has a song. The secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. Well, the secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. That's good advice, mm. too. He knows the secret of life. That's incredible. Yeah. Any fool can do it. There ain't nothing to it. Nobody knows how we got to the top of the hill. But since we're on our way down, we might as well enjoy the ride. What about the staple singers? Respect yourself. Respect yourself. Respect yourself. Here's one from Stephen Stills. Love the one you're with. I've always felt uncomfortable with this advice. Same. Because it's definitely, like Paul Simon's song, an open endorsement of adultery. Mm -hmm. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. It's like, if you can't be with your wife, just cheat on her. (laughs) (laughs) Could it be about a sandwich? If you can't get this, the hot pastrami, you're going to settle for the... Or is it definitely about a... This is a guy who spends a lot of time on tour. Yeah. And he's like, it's definitely... (laughs) I think it's definitely about adultery. Mm -hmm. How about a couple songs we've talked about recently on the show? Lean on me. Please swallow your pride if I have... instructions huh? just lean on me yeah lean on me and then don't worry be happy huh that's good advice don't worry be happy yeah when you worry you make it double don't worry easier said than done be happy how about another song that you've brought up as a favorite random song of yours mm-hmm. you get what you give mm, i love that song by the new, new radical How about, don't let the sun go down on me. I guess that's not really advice. That's like... To himself. To himself. Yeah. Self-advice. Reminder. I love the version with George Michael and Elton John. That that is a moving song. It really is. Oh, I love doing the Elton John tribute. And that song is like right at the end. And it's so powerful. Yes. Oh, I love that song.
Peter Day. Yeah. The great Peter Day, bass player in the Grift. and Bart. One of the great guys, okay. one of the great bass players you'll find anywhere on the planet. Yes. I truly believe that. He and I did many years ago, 12, 14 years ago, went to L.A. for a weekend. Yeah. And we took class with a guy named Ralph Murphy. Ralph and Ralph Murphy. Murphy is a hit songwriter. And what he has done is he has analyzed every number one song for the past 50 years, 70 years, and compiled a list of do's and don'ts yeah. if you want a number one song. Yep. Right? So one was, if it's a rock song, it's got to have an introduction less than 14 seconds. If it's a country song, it has to have an introduction less than eight seconds. Average number one songs say the word you in the first 20 seconds huh. of the lyrics coming on, right? So rather than back making it about me, you say you, and it does something in the listener. These are just like, he's he's noticed all these trends. Yeah. One of the biggest trends that Ralph Murphy talks about is don't preach at your audience. Oh. So every time I write lyrics, I'm very conscious of not doing exactly what we're talking about this. Right. And that's one guy's opinion from looking at number one songs. It's right. not like the end all be all rule of all time. Right. But his he made a huge point. He's like, don't preach at your audience. They don't want to hear advice from you. They don't want to hear instruction from you, which is interesting that number one songs don't have that. That's interesting. And yes, there's some obviously, right. but as a but general those rule, outliers. those are outliers. I've been holding that in this whole time. Can we call Peter? Yeah, let's call Pete. Let's call Peter. Let's see if he has service. Hello? Peter Day, you're on with Rich and Clint. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm a very big fan of the, of the uh, pod, you guys. Well, we're big fans of you. Uh, what's on tap this week, well, this time? Today's episode is about songs that give instruction. But what I just brought up was, do you remember when we went to the taxi event in L.A.? Yes. And we met with, who was it? Ralph Murphy. Yeah. And Ralph Murphy, yep. What did he say about preaching to your audience? It was a whole thing. I remember there were there are two things I remember vividly from his deal. And the, the first one was that there's three essential elements to a good hit country song. Detail, detail, detail. That's right. That one really stuck. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's Specific. Good. Yeah. And then, and then no the other metaphor. thing I remembered him no saying, detail. he said, you, you can't, you can't write a song to be enjoyed at a 9 p.m. show. He's like, anyone anyone can write a song that will be enjoyed at a show at 9 p.m. And they'll lie to you. They'll say, I love that song. But what they loved was the feeling and the drink in their hand and the ambiance. Remember, he said, you got to write a song that the like overtired working mom in traffic at 7 a.m. can love. That's, That's right. Great. That's good advice. And that really, That really stuck. Yeah. But the don't preach part, he was like, don't that was right, right. tell your audience how to think and how to feel, right? It was like... It, it might have even been connected to that. He's like, when you're the, the overtired working mom in traffic at 7 a.m., you don't want someone telling you how to, to do. Yeah. you know, feel, how to run your business, how, right. to, how to live your life. They need an emotion that they can hang on to, but they need to get there for themselves. Ah, you just did it. Heck Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, buddy. We'll See talk you to you soon. You guys keep up the good work. Okay. All right, so Peter loves the Beatles like we do. He does. And because we like to talk about the Beatles, this is when Rich and Clint talk about the Beatles. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. 
Rich and Clint talk about the Beatles. I'm just going to run through a bunch of instructional titles from Great. the Beatles. Don't let me down. <laughs> yeah. Don't let me down. You've got to hide your love away. Hey, you've got to hide your love away. How about carry that weight? All right, rapid fire. Come together. Huh. Think for yourself. Let it be. Yeah. And maybe the best instructional couplet in the history of music. Uh-oh. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love. It's almost like the best ones are bumper stickers or t-shirts that you would buy at a state fair. Right, sort of like the you can't always get what you want. Yeah, it's like so obvious and so deep. Right. And that and that to come up with a saying like that is so awesome. Well, Paul wrote that lyric, of course, for the finale on the Abbey Road Side 2 medley. It's the only lyric in that particular song called The End. John Lennon would later say, that's a very cosmic and philosophical line, which again proves that if he wants to, he can think. Zing. A backhanded compliment if there ever was wow. one. Should we go to the comments? Oh, yeah. Let's go to the comments. I'm excited about the comments today. In response to our episode about songs outside of 4-4, from Dimitri in Dubai. Nice. Golden Brown, The Stranglers, a song that goes from 12-8 to 13-8. Whoa, that's weird. Golden brown, texture like sun, lays me down with my mind she runs throughout the night. No need to fight, never a frown with golden brown. Jeff Simons, our buddy Jeff, yeah, he said, you talked about Sting and you didn't talk about I Hung My Head. Oh, that's a good one. That's too. a good one too. Early one morning, with time to kill, I borrowed Jeb's rifle and sat on the hill. From Fort Wayne, Indiana, Brandon. Yeah. Just listen to the podcast. One of my favorite odd time examples is Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. The second measure of every fourth phrase is three four. I don't even know the song, so I we got to check it out. I don't know. Let's listen. All right. Bruce from Facebook. Gents, another banger, the weird time signatures episode. I'm so happy Russ piped in to point out the estimated profit reggae stagger. Thanks to Russ for mentioning the Almond Brothers, but dear God, how could the song Whipping Post be unmentioned? I, it's oh. in 11.8. Yeah, just the intro is in 11.8. But yes, that was on my list. I just didn't say anything. That is one of the great odd time moments of all time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. From Jay Walsh on Instagram. 
not a country artist, but another great play on word song is Jackson Brown's Rosie. Hmm. A great song with lyrics that are clever and subtle enough that many likely miss the pun altogether. Let's just say the song is about loving oneself. Rosie, you're alright. You wear my ring. When you hold me tight, Rosie, that's my thing. When you turn out the light, I got to hand it to me. Looks like it's me and you again tonight, Rosie. From our buddy Dave Levine. Nice. Richard, Clint, I'm on vacation in San Diego, as Ron Burgundy would say. Loved your episode on the country music puns. Love the Toby Keith. I'm as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. Love that one. One that I wanted to mention, not really a pun, but just a clever wordplay, is Ray Scott ain't always thirsty. And the chorus goes something like... Um, I ain't always in love when I make love Sometimes I don't feel a thing And I ain't often hurting when I medicate I ain't always thirsty when I drink Just a country song. Love it. You guys rock. But ain't like I woke up this morning Hoping I'd be drunk by noon Oh, that's good. Oh, man. A recommendation from Russ. Rush Russ? Rush Russ. Okay. He says, what are some of the greatest earworms in music? Hmm. The songs that get stuck in your head. For starters, I will give you the Mr. Rogers theme song. Oh, God, yes. The Barney theme song. <laughs> oh, no. And for me, Mystify by In Excess and Lose Yourself by Eminem. First of all, Mystify is from our favorite. Love that. Love that kick S- album. Second of all, Lose Yourself is a great instructional song. Right. What are the lyrics? Who's in the world? You own it, you better never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Oh, that's great advice. That's great advice. Yeah. Lose yourself in the moment. That's great advice. That's great. He did it. Eminem did the same thing that Paul McCartney did. He found a, a short... Lose yourself in the moment. It's like a slogan. It's yes, like a. It's right. like a. It's like a, a way to be. It's a way to live your life. It's like a, a mantra, right. almost. Right. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who submits comments. We love hearing from you, from places as far afield as England and Dubai. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. I, we haven't heard from anyone from Scotland doing the hooky kooky. <laughs> and we probably won't after this episode. <laughs> probably won't. Or from Ireland, let us know if you're still doing the Bartman. <laughs> oh, man, they have Bartman parties. <laughs> like for nine-year-olds. Oh, that's beautiful. But what are you prepared to go on record to say is the best instructional song? Is it The Gambler for it's you? It's for The Gambler for me. 
There's so much in there. Yeah. Learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You and what I love about lyric writing yeah. is that you have to get all this thought, all this emotion, all this plot, all this everything into eight lines, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And I think that song does it so well. Yeah. It, it gives you literally all the advice you would ever need. Secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep, cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser, and the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep, and when he it's hard to compete with a gambler, but just for the sake of variety, yeah. I'm not going to choose that. I'm going to say M&M's Lose Yourself. I love it. Because it falls outside of the genre that I generally gravitate towards, but it's an undeniable, brilliant song, both compositionally, the production. Yep. The delivery. The delivery. Yeah. And Lose Yourself in the Moment. You've only got one shot. Yeah. It's... It's everything, right? And it, it can be the guy who's going in to do the presentation that yeah. day at his office. It can be the boxer who's about to step into the ring. Can, don't think about that voice in your head yeah. that's trying to pull you away from who you are right. and what it is you're going to say. Don't think about that quiet voice. Think about who you are and what you can bring to this meeting or this yep. conversation or this performance. It's great advice. Great advice. All right. I think we did it. I think we did it. I think I we think did, we did it. it. If we missed an instructional song, we hope you'll let us know. And I know we did. There's probably a million. There's probably Let a million. us know. We hope you had fun, as much fun as we did. And we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age-old question. Follow us on Instagram at The Age Old Question. Facebook, The Age Old Question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash theageoldquestion and consider becoming a part of our Age Old Question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more age-old questions. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.